before we get to the episode, I just wanted to shout out to my fellow podcasters. Thank you for the support. I really appreciate it. I want to give something back to you guys as well. If you're looking for sponsors, affiliate links, ads, go on podmetrics.co. That's P-O-D-M-E-T-R-I-C-S dot co. And use my code Divine Healing by D to sign up and find sponsors. That's podmetrics.co. Referral code Divine Healing by D. Good luck. different realities waiting for us and she talks about the five pillars of human experience and just the whole power of agreement so i hope you guys enjoy the episode and let me know what you think after if you want please introduce yourself to the listeners sure so um my name's rebecca dawson and i'm based in perth australia um and I'm a channeler and speaker and author and um, super interested in all the changes that are happening for humanity and the planet right now. I would think so. I mean, I, especially <laughs> since COVID, I think a lot of people have been just looking for a lot of answers and have been a bit confused. So have you found yourself people trying to calm them down? Like, what has your role been during this whole pandemic? with your work well I think I think really it hasn't it hasn't changed a lot it's just really become clearer um because we've been we've been speaking about and writing about um all of these changes and this imminent shift Mm -hmm. that that we knew was going to be occurring and and it's all kind of come to a head this year in 2020 so it's kind of really interesting because something it's almost something that we've been geared towards for such a long time and for it to be really unfolding now structurally on the planet. It's, um, well, it can be quite terrifying. I think if you're not aware of that greater view, it can also be terribly, uh, terribly exciting too in some way. I love thinking about it like that. If only more people thought about it like that, there'd be less fear. This is true. And I think, you know, it's so important to understand that a, that a greater shift is happening because then it doesn't feel like something you personally need to 
um, to control in your life. I think when we let go of control and we realize we're part of a bigger wave of movement, it can become quite, um, quite exhilarating, a little bit of terrifying, (laughs) (laughs) exhilarating too. (laughs) When did you first discover that you were a channeler? Um, I, I spontaneously started channeling when I was about 18. Mm, Um, so it wasn't something that I don't think anyone really plans for in their life or really aspires to. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so it can be a little bit disruptive. Um, but for me, it just happened spontaneously one day and it happened in a big way. Um, and the type of information and content that was coming through um, was really was really so interesting. And I, I found my experience in channeling in the beginning like being um, – being a listener into a conversation that's unfolding mm. um so i'm a voice channel so uh i i i speak the wisdom that comes through and my voice changes a little bit and my persona appears to change a bit and um it's it's all just terribly interesting information that i'm i feel very grateful and privileged to to be able to deliver that's great have you ever done anything else to strengthen that voice or it's just come naturally to you and um it, look it did come naturally in the beginning but mm-hmm. it was also terribly disruptive yes I would so imagine I, <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I think for me um it's really been more an exercise for myself of trust and letting go and really every time every time I move into that state of channeling it's a leap of faith um, particularly because you never know what's going to be said. Um, and you never, you know, a lot of the information that's been coming through is is new paradigm mm-hmm. information. So it's information we don't necessarily have reference for already. So it's trusting that whatever is coming forth is appropriate and is helpful and is coming from a place that is benevolent and for the benefit of humanity and so most of the time when information is being channeled it's new for my brain and my mind right so that's an exercise in itself that kind of trust (laughs) (laughs) I would totally (laughs) so what really inspired you to write the agreement so the agreement um and I've written I've written some other books Mm -hmm. but the agreement is is a book to me that feels so profound in its content um, because it, it feels for me when I when I've put this book together that it is a principle for life Ooh, and it's a principle like for life that um, is so powerful and yet so simple and I think the timing of this book is incredibly important because we really only look to simplicity in our lives when we're confronted with uh, systems of solving problems that don't really work for us anymore. Um, and usually that's in a state of crisis or confusion. And so here we are in 2020 and there's plenty of confusion and chaos going on. Um, it's, it's, it's a time for returning to ourselves and who we really are. Yes which a lot of people are not really ready for, but I don't think they have a choice, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that we're ready as a humanity and Mm -hmm. as a collective consciousness on the planet. But I think, you know, humanity has a little trouble of letting go of of belief systems and what we believe keep us safe. 
Yes, and how we've been conditioned. That's right. It's often not until those systems begin to break down or become unreliable that we, we, we return back to, back to ourselves, back to where our power really is and back to our own wisdom and sovereignty and we begin again. And I, I think that's where we're going. <laughs> <laughs> so who are these masters and what's their main message? So the masters that come through, um, they have individual, I, I, I call them individually identifiable streams of consciousness. Mm-hmm. So we have um, Serapis and Jermaine and, and, and Kuthumi. Mm-hmm. Um, but really they are representatives of, of the inherent nature of humanity. They're, they're, they call themselves masters, which means that they're, quite masterful with human experience okay and i think that's really important because often in spiritual inquiry we think about getting beyond our human experience yes and and they're really encouraging us to really dive into the true essence of what humanity is um and really use that to begin to create a new world for ourselves so i feel very blessed to to have them with me that's great so how do you think we could be uh, more present and remain powerful during this whole transition to this new reality? Well, I think really this is a time where it's very difficult to plan, mm-hmm. as we know. Oh, it's very difficult yeah. to see what's ahead. It's very difficult to be able to strategize or find any of our safety in the ways that we have done before. So I think the, the best way for, for people to feel safe in this is to really start to move into how liberating the concept of not knowing can be. Mm. And this is something that's really frightening for the mind and, and, and quite disconcerting for us when we're so conditioned to always want to know. And yet the unknowing is what allows us to relax deeply back into what is true. And, and, and to, to give yourself permission to be okay with not knowing mm-hmm. actually unhooks you from looking away towards something that is not necessarily going to help you get out of where you are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you kind of have to, to dive into yourself. You know, the only way out is in. Exactly. <laughs> <like> to say. <laughs> Exactly. So not knowing at this time and perhaps being a little bit curious, too, right. you know, I wonder what's going to happen next um, instead of feeling terribly, terribly um, powerless and responsible for what may happen next. Because I think a lot of people right now are, are thinking, you know, there's a great responsibility on humanity to change the world as it is. And as true as that may be, it can also weigh you down. It can, yeah. Yeah, I find a lot of people are just thinking that, well, okay, for example, my business is suffering. What am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to pivot or the people who haven't been able to socialize because of COVID and they can't date and they're wondering like, oh, well, this is going to like delay me a whole year, put me behind. I was just like, maybe in a way it was meant to happen. Maybe you needed this time and you know whoever's meant for you will come regardless of a pandemic it'll they will show up so those are like two common things that i hear from most people right now that they're just really scared of the unknown just really scared that their life is delayed 
I, I, I totally agree with you. Um, and, and I think that one of the core things that's shifting there is that we, we, we're moving out of a paradigm now, mm-hmm. coming to the end of an era yes. of humanity whereby we action our way out of a situation. So we take action and we, we direct energy towards what we think that we want. Oh, wow. Um, That's good. I have something to say about that after. Continue. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And so now we find ourselves, well, we can't action anywhere. We can't move anywhere. We can't donate energy towards something. Mm-hmm. And so we come back to knowing ourselves. And when that happens, we start to create with resonance instead of with uh, cause and effect. Uh, and and this is where, you know, just as you say very perfectly, that uh, the right resonance experiences and people start to show up. Yes, yeah. Without you having to go out on the arduous journey to find them. <laughs> That's true. I know some people right now, they're thinking to go back to certain patterns, certain relationships, certain situations that weren't really serving them only because they're just scared. And they're thinking, hey, you know, life is short. We're in a pandemic. Maybe I overlooked something. Maybe I just, I was too sensitive about this. I should give it another try. And I think to myself, there's a reason why it didn't work out. There's a reason why you came out of this situation or relationship or whatever. It's because that it wasn't serving you for like the energy that you were at the time. And it's still probably not going to serve you regardless of this pandemic. This is true. And I think, you know, we've come out of a, a 3 and 4D cause and effect and, and cyclical experience of life whereby we could keep going back and repeating the same things over and over. And, and in many ways, life was geared for that repetition. But when you go through a paradigm shift right. like we're going through now, it's, it's really like having a completely new map. Yes. So you might think, well, I can't see where to go forward, so I'm going to go back over the path that I've been but you realize when you turn around to go back there that that's not there either. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so you find yourself stranded in the desert and there's no pathways anywhere. And I think that's where a lot of people are right now. So it's actually very difficult to go back to. Um, people find a way. And, and I... <laughs> <laughs> true, but they can't see Yeah, that it. is there's true. nothing really there. It's like being uh, in the desert in a sandstorm and... Uh, nothing's in front of you but nothing's really behind you either so what do you do in the sandstorm you just stay still for a bit and uh and when the the cosmic wind dies down you've got a whole new landscape to navigate and i think that's what we're going through right now Mm -hmm. well well said so what would you say to people who don't believe in this alternate reality i'm sure you've heard this non-stop (laughs) <laughs> right. well actually i don't hear too much of that oh good I only really the only people that really connect with me i guess are people who are in resonance beautiful that's um, good and so you don't really have to have to filter things out anymore it makes life a lot easier that used to be <laughs> me as well but now i'm yeah. i don't find myself explaining who i am or what i do because i'm with people yeah, who are exactly. like oh wow that's amazing i tried that that's great yeah. tell me more about it exactly it's that beautiful amplification effect you get to be more of yourself um so so look i think it's not even a case of you know me being in one reality or Mm -hmm. humanity being in one reality and others being in another i think it's 
being aware of the reality that you're in okay. gives you an opportunity to choose. Ooh. And I think that this experience that we're having now, there's so much exposure going on on the planet. So much is being revealed. We're starting to see what we were in. We're starting to see the mechanisms of our systems and our reality and how they really work. And I think it's giving people the opportunity to say, oh, I may choose not to participate in that. Or I may choose to. Do you think that religion plays a part in it? That be people who follow religion more are more against following the that type of reality? What do you what do you say to the people who are not following the rules, let's say? I'd love your thoughts on that. Well Well, I think in general, um, you know, we can look at rules as in right. order and then we can look at natural law, which is something else altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, I think natural law is is what humans are really designed for, and that's creativity and spontaneity and curiosity and not repetition. So I I think really at this time, um, it's not really a question of, of, you know, even religion. I think it's a question of beliefs. And I think that beliefs are really being challenged right now, whether that be a religious belief or a political belief or a belief about who you think you are as a person. Um, I think that all belief is being challenged. Yes. And when your beliefs are challenged, people try to hold on to it because they think that it's what keeps them safe. Uh, And I guess a question there is, can we exist beyond belief? Do we need belief in order to even exist? That's a good question. It's just there's a bit of a how do I say this right now? My community is kind of just separated a bit because there's a lot of us that are not following the guidelines, not being safe, putting the rest of us at risk. And then there's the other side, like my side where we're taking the necessary precautions. We're doing everything we can to protect ourselves. We're not living in fear. We're just being smart about it, but there's this like divide and the people who say, oh, well, yeah, let me go to a 200-person wedding without a mask. They say, well, you know what? God will protect me. I'll be fine. But then they're the ones who are infecting everybody else. Well, you know, I think, again, it's an interesting parody of how belief is played played out. And and humanity is coming to the end of a more dualistic way of thinking that, there's either A or B yes. um, and you have to choose between one thing or the other, do it this way or do it that way. I guess when all of that becomes terribly obvious and divisive, that's when duality really faces each other. So even at something like a wedding, mm-hmm. if you have two different parties there with two different beliefs facing off and being confronted by each other, what does that give birth to? Because it's the colliding of duality that brings something new into our world. And I really feel that this whole sense mm-hmm. of division over what's happening right now is designed to create something else. Ooh. Like what's the third way? What's the middle path? What else can be birthed out of this? Um as long as elements remain separate, nothing new gets created. And here we have two opposing 
yes. sides coming together. What's going to happen? For sure, there's going to be an explosion. Uh, it, unfortunately, <laughs> the people who are speaking out against it are getting death threats and just a lot of hate, which is sad. And I've seen just social media become this place where I don't even want to log on and participate, even though I have to for work purposes. It's just I want to avoid it because I'm getting really frustrated and upset with all this negativity. So I have to limit myself. Yeah, and I, absolutely. I can, I, can, I can appreciate that. It's, I think it's the same all over the world yes. at the moment. And I think it's great to, to recognize it. And I also think it's great not to necessarily identify with being on one yes. side of the fence or another. I agree. But identify, look, there's a fence. Yeah, and th- there's me. <laughs> yeah, and I'm able to view that there's two sides to the fence without necessarily needing to position yourself on one side or the other. And I think that's really a wonderful opportunity for us to actually see how our reality is constructed and it's constructed at this time it has been constructed to be divided. exactly like part of me says well yes this person who's speaking out is saying things that are accurate like we should not be going to these big weddings without a mask and celebrating right now that's not fair but then the other part of me is saying well her approach is terrible it's rude it's combative there's a different way to go about it so there there are parts where i do believe and there are parts where i don't believe so yes that puts me on the fence but it's just a lot of people need to it's no worries it's just a lot of people need to just not use negativity to get their point across and being loud and aggressive there are other ways to get your point across that's what i mean for sure and i think if you're comfortable in your Mm -hmm. truth it doesn't need to be broadcast in such a way. I like that, way. yes. You, you kind of go about your truth very, very quietly, and that is my truth, and I don't need to influence anybody else. I'm just going to sit in my sovereignty and do my own thing. You know, um, I think what's really interesting about that is that both sides of the fence both believe that they're yes, doing what's right. Yes, exactly. But I think the part that wants to, the more aggressive part, they're just going in with more ego. Well, I think there's a certain amount of needing to defend your truth. And I think when people try to defend their truth, that's when it can become even more divisive. Yes. You know, I I don't think we've ever seen um, a very, a very wise wise holy person try to defend their truth i don't think they're really interested in defending anything they're just interested in living it and that's yeah i go yeah you're right that's oh you're making me think so early in the morning like really hard (laughs) (laughs) thank you brain exercise you know it's fascinating that there's so many fences (laughs) i wonder who built them i love it (laughs) But where do you think ego comes into all of this with a new reality? Do you think that we need to just banish our, just get rid of all our egos? Should we work on getting rid of our egos to survive this transition? I think think ego is actually a really, really powerful tool. I think it's the way in which ego is being directed. 
that's been that's been difficult so you know I think when we identify with the ego and we think that our thoughts and our beliefs and how we present to the world uh, ego that's when we have an issue I always think of ego like uh, when you have a fountain pen and the fountain pen you have to kind of push it onto the paper Ooh, okay with some pressure and then the ink flows, right? So the divine wisdom within you, or who you really are as a, as a soul or a being starts to flow into this world. And our reality is, is the piece of paper, the blank canvas. You know, we have to have the ego in order to distill and bring to a point mm. of focus our multidimensionality because we are multidimensional divine consciousness. But to direct it into this world that's so finite and so 3D, we have to distill it into a point and apply some pressure. And so the ego is like mm -hmm. it's a refining point. It allows something that's cosmic to become tangible and known. But I think the issue is that we identify as the nib of the fountain pen instead mm -hmm. of as the ink. Wow, this is good stuff. <laughs> You know, and I think that's where we, we, we get a little confused. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I always just so, was, we need ego because a, a lot of people will say, <laughs> banish your ego, get rid of your ego. But it's how it's directed, not how much we have. Got it. Oh, cool. Well, I think if you get rid of the nib of the fountain pen, you've got a lot of ink, but nobody can really see what it's exactly. trying to say. That is good. Is that in the book? Because that's pretty good. Oh, I'm not sure, maybe. <laughs> Should be like your like something in your Probably introduction. In that was just that was great. Oh, it could so be. alignment. It could be. So what does coming oh. into alignment mean? So look, I I think agreement uh -huh. actually is. Uh, is, is a more powerful concept okay. than alignment. So, I mean, alignment, okay, so we have, you know, the the pen and the paper and the ink all lining up, but agreement, I think, is when there's no dispute right. between who you really are and, and how you're presenting in the world. There's no dispute in how people are receiving you. There's no dispute in trying to be understood or trying to find mm. your tribe. Interesting. You are and you show up and it's and it all just agrees beautifully. I think as humans, you know, we spend so much time mm -hmm. trying to be understood or trying to understand ourselves. Um, and, and the ultimate alignment really is just being in agreement in with who we are. I think that's the missing bit for humanity. That's, actually. I agree. No, we, we don't. Agree with ourselves I much. feel like if we did, <laughs> our lives would be way easier. <laughs> Yeah, and also we would stop trying to agree with external belief systems and just agree with ourselves and what feels right. Very, very true. So what are the five pillars of human experience that you talk about? Mm -hmm. Well, we've got the body or the, the physical experience and then we have emotion and then thought mm -hmm. and then belief and then relationships, which is how we do all that collectively with each other and each one of these is really a hallmark for for how we define ourselves and how we are in the world and yet we don't really stop to think about a lot of these things yes. other than as problems 
you know, problems with the body, problems with the emotions, problems with the way that we think, problems with what we believe, problems yeah. with our relationships. And so we just see ourselves as problems from the moment that we're birthed into the world. It's kind of crazy. It is. So if we strengthen <laughs> how we see or deal with these different pillars, like our lives would be more smooth. Is that what, how would it be? Well, I think, you know, you said before alignment, I think Mm -hmm. when we move into agreement with these pillars and we agree with ourselves and we understand that we exist regardless of what we believe about ourselves, it gives us the opportunity to really become very powerful in our presence. And when you are powerful and you really agree with yourself, wow, can you have some impact in this world i mean i'm sure you've experienced divina when you have one you know some yes. people call it when you're in your zone and you just agree with your truth so much that you're uninhibited with how you express that and it's just such a powerful feeling yes. of resonance within and not only do you feel the resonance within yourself but other people experience it i've also been told i'm quite entertaining when that happens so it's fun it is and it's not a heavy business you know it's not a great responsibility to speak your truth it becomes something so natural yeah it used to be not anymore thank god i actually used to have a lot of trouble with that but even this platform helps me to speak it yes yeah i mean i feel the the power you do thank you i've been told that a lot i used to not believe it but now i feel like the more people say it i'm like okay maybe i should you know believe them too so (laughs) thank you Uh well you know we're entering a period now for humanity where nothing nothing can sustain itself in our reality nothing appears in our reality until it is expressed it used to be that that nothing exists until it Mm -hmm. has human attention on it. If there's human focus on it, it exists. And the more human focus on it, the more it exists within our reality. But now it's really moving into an experience where if it's expressed, Mm -hmm. it exists. So the more that we can express our truth. So I think this is something common that most channelers say, because I heard the same thing from the human design reader who read for me, who is also a channeler. So that was actually pretty cool that I got to have the reading and then people came in and she channeled. So it was a different kind of, I, I enjoyed it a lot. So I am wondering what do you think or how do you see the agreement being viewed in the next five years what's next for it well i have noticed that when Mm -hmm. i've written books before that they're usually about five to ten years ahead um so there was a question within Mm. me with the agreement should I even be really speaking about it now or is it something to begin speaking interesting that I wanted to ask you this wow my intuition is pretty good yes (laughs) that's right but you know and and I'm sure you're aware of this too uh it has been a case of 
yes. a wave of consciousness coming through humanity. And we, I'm sure we've all heard about, you know, the critical yes. mass being reached and some of us go first right. and then humanity follows. And so that gap is closing, you know, it used to be right. 10 years ahead, then five years ahead. And I think we're at a point with mm-hmm. such a collective shift right now that it's it's appropriate for it to be now because the present moment actually is all we have right now. And that's what I was alluding to before with we can't really see ahead, but right. we also can't go back. And so while the content of this book and the, the principle of this book is, is absolutely timeless, which is why I think it's so powerful, it is also so completely relevant for where we are. I right agree. Now because we're on the cusp. I feel like you. this book will be taught in schools yeah. many years down the line. I see that happening. Well, thank you. I, I'm, I'm so delighted that you feel the resonance with it. You do? I, I feel that too. I feel that too. Yeah, which is the reason I'm, I'm actually, it's the first time I've actually kind of come up and come out and really talked about any of the, the books that I've written. I tend to just write books and then let people discover them as and when. But this one, I felt like I should probably make people aware. Good idea. It's a good idea. It's a good so where it. can everybody find the agreement or your yeah. other books? <laughs> um, so I have a website, which is my name, RebeccaDawson.net. And actually the first pillar of mm-hmm. this book, which is all about the body, uh, you can actually download for oh, free nice. on the homepage um, just to to give people something to great and there's like a contact to... form on your page if anybody wants to say hi and tell you you're terrific yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely and mm-hmm. and actually when you download the book you um you also have the opportunity to to sign up and you know i send out free channeling oh wonderful every month and i've got a youtube channel so so much free content really because my um, my focus is really just making this well thank you for sharing your information with me i had a great time with you and i wish you all the best of luck and everything so thank you so much for coming on i appreciate it thank you it was lovely to thank you rebecca of course my pleasure have a good one take care all right <laughs> bye thanks delina Let's take a short break. I wanted to talk about, obviously, I'm all for small female-run businesses, and I have to shout out to Lola's in New Jersey. That's at Lola's NJ on Instagram. It's run by Melanie Gibson. She is 23 years old, and she owns her own business. She carries the cutest sets, the best sets for your work-from-home wardrobe, Best accessories, all designer inspired, great jewelry at affordable prices, and she supports other female owned businesses. Obviously, I had to get behind that and I had to collaborate with her. So, shop lolasnj.com or go on Instagram and tell her I sent you. Enjoy, happy shopping. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I just wanted to give you a friendly reminder. If you like what you're listening to, if you like my content, if you like my podcast episodes, I really appreciate ratings on Apple, reviews, subscribe, share to your friends, family, anyone you really think would benefit it. And thank you always for the support.